You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time For an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family, hope everything is well with you. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather was accommodating for you to do it. But, of course, if it wasn't and had to get done and must be done, you got it done because that's the kind of brother or sister that you is that's why we love you we really do we appreciate that getting things done this is african perspective we're here every monday 
Wednesday and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 3 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. <laughs> but if you cannot listen to this program live, brothers and sisters, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. Top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that, and in the drop-down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here at Time for an Awakening. This program, along with Time for an Awakening. <laughs> this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. When I give times, all the times I usually give at Eastern times. And so Time for an Awakening is on Friday. 8 p.m. Friday with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And then again on Sunday at 7 p.m. on Sunday. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Other programming? Oh, sorry about that. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American and African-owned businesses. It's We Buy Black com. Get everything you need from American African owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bolani Tahimba has been taking our people to the motherland for a trip of a lifetime. His next upcoming trip is going to be November. November 16th to the 27th to Tanzania. Then December 24th to January 4th, 2024. Azenia. March 29th to April 9th, 2024. Liberia. July 11th to July 23rd, 2024. Ghana. November 21st to December 2nd, 2024. Kemet. December 24th to January 4th, 2025, Azenia. April 1st to April 11th, 2025, Senegal and Gambia. Brothers and sisters, go to AfricaForTheAfricans.org. Everything you need is right there on the website. All the paperwork that you need, information you need, visas, uh, information about shots and so forth, all the documents you may need. So even if you don't go with Brother Bomani, the information is there for you. And um, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Habasha. Habasha stands helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. Habasha. Incorporated.org. The Harvest Festival is October 14th. October 14th. The Harvest Festival. That's in Ghana. And the, the programs that they have here locally, Habasha Works, Back to Our Roots, Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and the Urban Green Jobs. And of course, the Kashi Project, which was launched back in October. Oh, now, coming up on a year, ain't it? Coming up on a year. A year ago, October. And so, to commemorate that, October 14th will be the Harvest Festival in Ghana. All right.
pledge land for the environmental development of group economics. The Ledge Group family, they deal in the four areas of human necessity, human essentials, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 16 projects, excuse me, 12 projects on six different countries on the continent of over 170 employed and over 260 members. Brothers and, and sisters become a member of the Ledge Group. I know they still have it. Uh, if you are a member, you can purchase land for $250 an acre. That's right, $250 an acre in Tanzania. Ledge Group, land for the environmental development for group economics. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, Abibiatumi.com, and the community, Abibiatumi.com. Abibiatumi is dedicated to the complete and total liberation of African people and the modern Kemet, the land of the blacks. Throughout the African people throughout the African world from under domination by Eurasians and their anti-African anti-collaborators those Negroes as such, Bibi Tumi seeks to reclaim and or create systems and tools designed by African people for the benefit of African people in the interest of complete and total liberation of African people for self-preservation self-determination and survival in each and every area of human activity. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. Yeah, transforming digital ideas to physical realities. Abibiatumi.com. Smy Pharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. Smy Pharmacy family, contact Brother Jabril at 770-765-7751. 770-765-7751. Smy Pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y dot com. The Moses West Foundation. Can't say enough about the great work that the Moses West Foundation is doing. For more than 11 years, our visionary leader, Moses West, has been dedicated to creating, improving, and enhancing the atmospheric water generators. The AWG, atmospheric water generators. These generators come in a variety of sizes, ranging from rapid deployment units to facilities as large as a stadium and can be customized to meet any need. Our ultimate objective, however, is to propel the world forward by making safe, clean drinking water accessible to everyone. The Urban Agriculture Preparing the Nation National Institute of Building Science, the Moses West Foundation, will be constructing a atmospheric water-generated powered urban greenhouse to provide fresh, sustainable grown pr produce to the local communities surrounding these facilities. Even building one in Chicago. And I uh, got to get him on the, on the program so we can talk more him or Brother Pablo program. Uh, uh, I don't know if I told you I met Kemi uh, Kitchens last week in the, at the uh, Jackson, Mississippi Summit. Good brother. Very good brother. So, the Moses West Foundation. All right. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located here in Atlanta, down the street from where I live. I live on Cascade and Cascade and Route Baber Abernathy. And Abernathy makes a, a northerly turn, and Cascade starts from that point going west. And I live on Cascade. But going east, 
I'm Ralph David Abernathy. In the West End is what Dot us. Healthy Market and Juice Bar, along with the West End Mall, um, Soul Vegetarian Restaurant, and of course, the Shrine of the Black Madonna. Give Wadatas a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. Wadatas, Healthy Market and Juice Bar. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Brothers and sisters, Mama Nia has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, t-shirts, and figurines, and all. You name it, she has it going on. I love the place. And um, so, give Mama Nia a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located uh, east of Atlanta in Lithonia. Get on I-20 going east. Exit number 74. Make a left. Now you're headed in a northerly direction. About a mile on the left will be the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar where my good brother Gazindi Ajamu is the proprietor. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Jump back in your ride. <coughs> Head back in the, towards I-20. How you, <coughs> excuse me, going south. Make a left. Now you're going east again. And the next exit, exit 75. Turner Hill Road. Make a right. Three lights. Make another right. And there you are. The new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. And Sister um, <coughs> Mama Nabantu is going to be doing a number of things at the new Black Wall Street Market. Uh, we got the Collard Green Festival coming up in uh, October, which is next week or this weekend starting. This call may be recorded or transcribed. So we're going to so look for Mama Nabantu and uh, uh, us. Us lifting us, us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Us lifting us. Brothers and sisters, we have a Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. Just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash U-L-U so you can listen online. Whatever device you listen on. Or you can call you can call in to listen or you can call in to make comments or concerns by dialing 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. All right. Us lifting us. Homeland Village did not open today. They don't open on Mondays, but they open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Brother BJ needs a day off, man. That brother does serious work. In Macon, Georgia, 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Brother B just got it going on. It's everything in the space that he has at the cultural gift shop. I mean, you name it, furniture, clothing, beauty products, oils and incense, CDs, DVDs, literature, jewelry. They even have a vegan restaurant. He's got it going on. Check him out. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. That is... Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, Macon, Georgia. All right. 
Sun God Essential, one-stop natural shop, located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225. For more information, contact my good sister, Shelly Hammonset, at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash, Haiti sister Gabrielle Aurelia is doing great work with the young people in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Sanjay, S-O-N. Check it out for yourself. Go online to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E, dash, Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay, dash, Haiti dot org. Okay. So, Baruti. Okay. Baba Baruti and Mama Yah. He has a course, the new book, Higher Ground. And he's, man, he is just something else, man. In spite of all, you know, the things that happen. And, of course, the school is going on. Akaban Institute. You can go online and check out Akaban Institute. But aside from that and all the other things that he does and, and writing all his books. In fact, if you want to see his books, go to Akaban House. A-K-O-B-E-N. Akabinhouse.com and uh, check out some of his books for yourself. His new book, Higher Ground. Yes, Higher Ground, family. Uh, <coughs> Thoughts on spiritual healing for warriors. Spiritual healing for warriors is a course. He has a course every Wednesday. Next week, Wednesday, October 4th. Every Wednesday from 7.30 to 9. The cost is $60. Words in training 35. And of course, uh, you can register for the course, make your $60 donation and your $35 donation if you're fully in training. And you can use PayPal, yabaruti at yahoo.com, or you can use Cash App, dollar sign, yah, y a a, the letter M, then baruti, b a r u t i. And of course, the pertinent information is higher ground course. Higher ground course, your name. And your email address so they can send you the link. All right. All right. This is exciting news. Baba Baruti will offer a online weekend history, African history course for fourth through twelfth graders, open to mature third graders on Sundays, ten AM to noon. Ten AM to noon. Starting Sunday. This Sunday, starting this Sunday, October 1st, 20, October 1st, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Uh, if you want to contact Mama Yah, you can email her at Yah, Y-A-A-B-A-R-U-T-I, at Yahoo. Or give her a call at 404-753-7237. Okay. Inya Sasim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. Yes, sir, family. Daily Revolutionary Thought. Okay, let's get this together. September 24th, an oppressed people 
whose dreams depend upon the illusions they harbor and protect have to contradict themselves and the values which mold their behavior and shape their lives if they are to teach their young that freedom is also concrete, liberation possible, and struggle imperative. The poetess, Mari Ellens. Our first and foremost responsibility as powerful ancestor beholding African adults is to pass that power and responsibility on to our children. Our charge is to teach them how to define create and handle their and our power and the responsibility used to serve Africans. We can only be successful if we provide them with safe space to thrive and are consistently uncompromisingly in our teaching by word and actions. Them are truth. There's no excuses for failing. There's no excuses for failing them. We must be committed to save our children from the ravenous wolves that prey on their minds and bodies. Our commitment must be stronger than ever because the enemy is more afraid and more determined than ever before. And so many of us have unconsciously chosen the least confrontational route to survival for themselves and their children. And let me repeat that. Our commitment must be stronger than ever before because the enemy, the European, the Caucasian, the Karakar, the Urugu is more afraid and more determined than ever before. And so many of us have unconsciously chosen the least confrontational route to survival for themselves and their children. In victory, our commitment must be uncompromisingly and consistent. We must find ways to increase the levels of active commitment individually and for each complementarity couple. We do not have time to play with our destruction. Ashe. Affirmed. I'm teaching African children how to define, create, and handle their power and responsibility to use it to serve Africans. Let me repeat. I affirm. I'm teaching African children how to define, create, and handle their, their and our power and the responsibility to use it to serve African people. September 25th. Somewhere in the annals of European literature, someone wrote that ignorance is bliss. But in an ancient record of African philosophy is the belief that ignorance is sinful. Brother Anthony Browder, the Browder Files. And Nile Valley Contributions to Civilization. Anthony Browder. At what point in our relationship with chronic psychopathic liars do we start to believe them or their syncopants? At what point do we come to accept something that normatively characterizes them, which they have been working so hard to universalize, i.e. project unto others, to project unto others, as normatively characterizing us? One of these ludicrous fictions urges and argues one of these ludicrous fictions argues that homosexuals are closer to the creator than heterosexuals. Let me repeat this because this is ludicrous. That homosexuals are closer to the creator than heterosexuals. Supposedly the higher a human being's energy vibrates the closer he or she is to the spirit. And homosexuals are said to vibrate at higher levels 
than the average individual or rather the strictly heterosexual individuals because it is positioned that they are more in tune with their male-female sides. Hmm. Therefore, homosexuals are closer to the creator than heterosexuals. This would imply that the Greeks and the Romans, arrogantly homosexual, were closer to the creator than the Africans everyone recorded as being more spiritual than any other people. We should be able to see that to even entertain this nonsense is to promote the bare-faced lie of their ancestors' intellectual and spiritual inferiority. Yes. Affirm, I equate ignorance with sinfulness. Affirm, I equate ignorance with sinfulness. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sassim of daily evolutionary thought. Hmm. I tell you, it's deep, ain't it? Yes, it is, family. It is. It is. It is deep. It is very deep. Yeah. We're going to continue with. Um, first, let me see if I can find that other thing. Let me find right quick. And. I'm trying to find something that I need to share with you, family. And uh, this is oh, that's not it. I'm looking for information from Mama Nabantu. I want to announce those things. You know, she got the collar green festival coming up and some other things happening. All right, let's see who this is. Four seven zero four seven zero. Good morning. That's Mama Nabantu. Ah, yes, this is Mama Nabantu. All right. Help me out here. I know you send me some stuff. I can't find it. So I'm looking oh, for the announcement for the yeah. Black Sustainability and the Collar Green Culture Festival? Yes. That's what I'm looking oh. for. That's what I'm looking for. So help me out here, Mama Nabantu. Let the let the <laughs> listening audience know what's happening. Okay. Yes, the state of the black sustainability will be from the sixth to the eighth. The first day will be at New Black Wall Street. And the second day will be at the College Green Culture Festival at the Promised Land. And the third day will be in Sadanuka. I didn't get that. The third day will be where? Chattanooga. Okay. I, need I don't you know why. Me? No, I, I didn't. Chattanooga. In Chattanooga, Tennessee? Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, uh, I think it's Chattanooga School. Chattanooga School, I think okay. It's, it's uh, based on agriculture. Okay. So it'll, it'll be there half a day on Sunday. Okay. So okay. Done over the years, but this is the first time we've actually merged the, the summit. 
Okay. So they'll be coming from different parts of the country mm-hmm. uh, and globally talking about what is the state of black mm-hmm. sustainability in their city and community um, wherever they live. So that, um, and we have a lot of headliners from entertainment all day. My daughter who sings, uh, she's an international singer, she'll be there singing this time this year. And uh, I can't think of the name of the headliner because a lot of young folks know who he is. I don't know who he was. Young folks know. And um, then we have the uh, mm-hmm. number of people with the wellness today. Uh, they just had a conference called Do To at his side and a lot of practitioners were there. Okay. And some would be at the wellness today um, at our holiday festival. So it's a beautiful piece of land. This is land that was owned by descendants of African slaves that uh, Gwinnett County tried to take by any domain. So we there to support the family and, and help them maintain this land because you literally be walking on shows of your ancestors. And you uh, go on this piece of property. Absolutely well kept. Beautiful lake there. Okay. So it's, um, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. We got a few days left to pull this off. <laughs> that's right. It'll be here soon. Is You didn't send me that in the email, did you? And if you did, if you didn't, I, te- I texted to you. You texted to me, right? And I'm looking for it and, uh, in my text. Uh, and, and I'm not finding it, unfortunately. Uh, is okay, it... please, please do. Yeah. So I can make sure yeah. I, I get that information out. Okay? Because yeah, if you send it, out, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it a, after the break. Okay, all right. I'm on the road going to the, to the promised land right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> to the promised land, sister. Go ahead on. <laughs> all right, Mama Nabantu. Safe travel, dear. Okay. All right, All peace. Right, peace. Right. Yeah, we want to get that information out to you, family. This is upcoming. Uh, okay, so we want to get that information out to you. Uh, we're, we're going to uh, continue the discussion on culture. It, there's nothing more important for African people to understand that uh, we're not living here in America in a cultural environment that is conducive to us. This is Europeans' culture. This is not ours. I know we've tried to influence it, but even that is weak because the mainstays of the culture are against us, as it should be, because it's European. It is is designed for them, just like our culture would be designed for us. But But our culture is giving. So if someone comes in, it's not that we will dog them out. Because look at the history. That is not who we are. But that is who they are. And it's been proven. So I'm I'm going to uh, go to the book Identity. Bubba Baruti's book, Frontline Concepts in African-Centered Sociology. And deal with the issue of culture among the whole host of other things culture is everything from the rules which govern relationships between individuals and groups among that people to those 
whose people see and interact with others whom they consider outsiders. It is the book of instructions implanted through socialization in each person's mind that enables what otherwise might be a socially disconnected aggregate to individually express one's consciousness without sacrificing their individual identities. There are a number of fundamental services which any culture must provide in order to evolve as an indispensable entity within a people. They must be present in order for any relevant thought to be created in the minds of its people that informs and guides them toward equilibrium and survival. Culture. Ten things. Culture, number one, culture defines a people's spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical selves. It identifies their environmental, moral, and ethical boundaries. It tells them who they are while this discussing discussing them from others and distinguishing excuse me distinguishing them from others every culture has a worldview every culture provides a way of looking at the world and its inhabitants every culture is a lens adjusted to its unique personality through which its subjects can confidently interpret everyone everything every phenomenon every idea and every intelligence Culture understands that there are insiders and outsiders. Internally, it recognizes family as well as traitors. Externally, it is aware of the associates and alliances and enemies if they are one and the same. And if they are one and the same. It's everything is about culture. That's what I'm saying. We are not living in an African culture. This is a subculture. We're living in a subculture. You know what sub means? Under or beneath subculture to Europeans. We've done some great things in this in this culture. You know, we have uh, in fact we've enhanced this thing so much. Yeah. Culture, number two, culture protects the minds of its people from violations by others. It instills in them a strong sense of self-esteem which keeps the confusion others may bring to their understanding and order at bay. It allows them to easily continue following their geoculturally given path. It keeps them on the straight. It keeps them in the proper direction. Filter us all the bull. Culture. Culture is the armament. Number three. Culture brings order to life and provides the ground rules for maintaining it. There are no foolish individualistic questions about which direction to take or what to do at any given moment in any given situation or circumstance. All the silliness about remaking the world order has already been dealt with from the culturalist ceiling, from this foundation. The social and psychological frameworks for living have already been tested and put into concrete, functional, ordered place. Brothers and sisters, the foundation has been laid. All we got to do, all we got to do is embrace it. Embrace 
our culture, our way, our people, our children, our ancestors, our elders. We have to embrace it. Number four, culture provides the motivation and will and will to live. It regulates any inclination towards suicide, homicide, fratricide, infraticide by defining to what extent its members have an express a genuine love of life, respect for self and others, and, and the honor of family lineage. It defines what is taboo and the limits of acceptable thought, word, and behavior relative to self and others. That's our, that's our culture. That's our culture. When I said that, it reminded me of when I was working at the um, at this middle school, and this one kid was so bad. I mean, he was so bad. <laughs> and so I began to tell them about a school that didn't have all the things that they had. You know, in fact, this is a uh, middle school in Milwaukee, and um, it was named in. Elhaj Malik Shabazz's honor, Brother Omawali, Malcolm X, Malcolm X Middle School. Didn't last long, changed the name to something else. <laughs> but when he first opened, you know, and I wanted to I wanted to work at Malcolm X on my off days from being a firefighter. But these kids was and so <laughs> I was explaining that these, you know. Uh, another another group of young people in another society, in African society, they wouldn't dare behave the way y'all behave. It would bring dishonor and disgrace to their families. They, they, they would have respect for the educator, respect for the teacher. They would listen. They would try their best. And that little badass kid jumped and said, yeah, well, that's their culture. And I said, what do you mean? You being disruptive, you being ignorant, you acting like a damn fool, that's our culture? <laughs> well, to some degree, because we're a subculture, an alien culture, <laughs> one could make the argument, huh? It's a damn shame. Yeah. Yeah. Number five, culture safeguards a people's myths, belief, deity, spirit, etc. Cosmology by fundamentally and inexplicitly encoding them in every aspect of their way of life. Culture makes belief a way of its life. Culture makes belief a way of its life. Number six, culture provides Abundant opportunities for self-expression. Normal, self-centered individualism provides ample room for self-expression and continuous personal imp improvement of given talents. Culture promotes competition within and between individuals and it is aware that by doing so, their abilities are enhanced. And as a direct result, all of society benefits accordingly. Because there's competition. It's not something that uh, 
these brothers and sisters to to try to gain one-upmanship and all that kind of stuff. No, it's to better themselves and to better society. Number seven, culture nurtures remembrance. Without remembrance, there is no people, no tradition, no culture, no identity. Remembrance. As you see, they try to wipe. They try to wipe away our remembrance. They try to consistently put into us when we were captured. When we were captured and put on those ships and brought here. They try to erase our memory. That you don't have anything to remember. You came from nothing. You were running around the jungle with your rag, with a rag up your ass and a bone through your nose. You didn't create anything. You didn't do anything. You have nothing to remember. I hate what they've done to us. I'm serious, family. I hate what they've done to us. Many people don't want to remember. They don't want to remember. Number eight. Culture promotes nationalism among a people and therefore themselves as a people. Nationalism is the social glue that adheres to a people to their geocultural lineage. We'll talk about nationalism in a minute because I know know, you've heard of white nationalism. (laughs) And when they talk about that, it's very deep, not unlike what I'm talking about. Number nine, culture establishes viable means of individual, family, and communal and national substance. It provides the means to acquire and distribute the goods and services required for a people to survive. In addition, it provides the guidelines for compensation of these necessary goods and services so that the community can continue to survive. And number 10, culture provides a means to accumulate the information, knowledge, and wisdom necessary to continue to exist in a reality of constant challenges and inconsistencies. In a politically egalitarian context, it provides educational access to all who are willing and able to the heights of what it is known. That's right. Culture provides all those things to help you, help you individually and to help us collectively because African culture is communal. It is not. Individualism is a European Caucasian desire. I think, therefore, I am. But collectivism is an African imperative. It is a must. We we function as a group. Having stated these qualities, we should take a moment to quickly qualify the nationalism mentioned. Um, in number eight above because nationalism is a positive political force. It has only acquired a bad name through its imperialist, supremacist misuse by European nation and their intentional propagandizing of other people's movement towards independence, self-empowerment and as exclusive and racist. This is a self-serving projective of self on others of enormous political consequence. 
it has caused so many to feel guilty for pursuing their own self-interest while Europeans have continued to unapologetically pursue their own interests against others. This has created confusion over the function and intent of nationalism. Nationalism in its natural form is a beautiful political thing to witness among a people in love with themselves, their story and land. It clear, it, in clearly making the distinction between good and bad nationalism. Earnest African nationalists cannot help but find the knowing wisdom of Dr. John Henry Clark instructive. He teaches that nationalism in itself is not bad. It is a part of life of every people and should be. But what makes the nationalism of Europeans, of Caucasians, of white people, Urugu, so different and so dangerous? Racism. The addition of racism added to nationalism. Love of nation is nothing that one needs to look down on. It is something that can be respected in every man, in every nation. It is universal. But what we need to recognize in dealing with Caucasian nationalism is that the ingredient of racism was added to nationalism and and it made it dangerous because it assumed that one people had preference over another people to the point where their gods told them to take away from other peoples anything they needed from that other people. Their gods told them to take away anything that they needed from that other people. Dr. Amos Wilson says, he makes this vital point. Nationalism is a double-edged sword. It can be welded as a tool of oppression by a cohesively organized people or nation states such as those of Western Europe who use it to impose their exploitive rule over many non-European nations and people or by European or Caucasian Americans to enslave and otherwise dominate American Africans. It can also be used as a tool to organize and oppress people, nation states to best achieve the liberation from oppression and or to achieve sovereignty or self-determination and to gain control of a national territory. While nationalism of some people or, or nation states may be invoked and utilized to realize some radical sense of superiority or manifest manifest destiny or a motive one group to commandeer and exploit the resources of another. The nationalism of some people or nation states is invoked and utilized to liberate themselves from their oppressive and exploitive by imperialistic people over nation states to increase and realize their inherent socioeconomic potentials without necessarily implying that they are racially superior to or intend to dominate other people or other states. The former nationalism intends to achieve or maintain national self-determination while denying that status to others is so far as it is able to do so. The latter nationalism intends to achieve and sustain national self-determination while not engaging in imperialistic imperialism by denying autonomy or independent nation states to others. Thus, nationalism, by definition and intent, is not a monolithic concept, and therefore all nationalism are not the same or are equally radically or politically pernicious or counterproductive as some Eurocentric and liberal intellectuals and government spokespersons would have us to believe. 
Doctor, remember Ani, my good sister and friend, particularly speaks of the existence, thought, and action of nationalism as a, as a function of processing a collective cultural and political consciousness. She says, the concept of national consciousness seeks to explain and elevate aspects of our awareness on a cultural and, and then political level. Consciousness in this sense refers to who we think ourselves to be. That is, to our group identity. A national consciousness also invokes how we think and this basis on which we make decisions and choices as well as what we in fact live for. That is, from which center we produce. The national consciousness is a collective in nature where consciousness is generally psychological, personal, in use, the collectiveness of the national consciousness gives it a political thrust. Political consciousness forces us to think politically. There is no national consciousness without awareness of cultural identity and the political context. The African national consciousness exists when people of African descent perceive themselves as representing one cultural, genetic, historical, spiritual, political, an ideological entity, the African world community. This is one I say. Of course, all of the purposes culture serves has beyond the scope of this book. Given differences in opinion can be virtually limitless. However, if one, if however, if not included in the ten qualities listed above, attempts will be made to include any additional ones which are critical to our nation-building purposes within the remainder of this discussion. So to continue our general definition, we should note that culture is a social product set in motion by the people who created it. In this respect, it is self-centered for those who created it, creating it of themselves and their own ascetic essence. For this reason, for this reason, we can say, on the one hand, that culture did not exist before the other people. On the other hand, we can argue that the psychological speaking, they did not exist until their cultural created them. Culture is a messenger. We're going to take a break. And we come back from the break. We'll talk more about, give us your perspectives on culture. And, uh, you know, I think it's important that we understand that African culture is vitally necessary and important and is imperative, imperative that we culturally respect ourselves and develop our culture. So I said, you know, the culture that we live under is not ours. That's why it will never work for us, family. It will never work for us. It was intended to. And it never will. That's why we must look to our cultural imperatives. Brothers and sisters, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we'll have more. Uh, we'll take questions, and you can join the conversation. And um, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back, family. You stay with us.
You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. In every way, 
You're part of me, all I am, all I'll ever be. If I'm weak, when I should be strong, you're my strength to carry on. What's so wrong with wishing that's the way it could be? I wish you were real instead of me. Just come to me. 
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Wow. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. The Whispers. One of my favorite groups of all time, the Whispers, uh, Scotty and well Wallace and Walter Scott. Their birthday was two days ago. Excuse me, hold on. Sorry about that, family. Yeah, the. Their, their birthday was a couple of days ago. They're 80 years old, still going strong. And as they, as one of the songs that has the beat goes on. The two songs you heard, Only Meant to Wet My Feet, one of the first songs I heard from The Whispers. There were some other ones, too, that I heard, uh, and some good ones. Uh, phew, man. But Only Meant to Wet My Feet always stuck with me. <laughs> In fact, when I would hear them, because, you know, if the Whispers were going to be there, just like the Dramatics. Dramatics is my favorite group, and the Whispers are right there. And uh, and so I knew they were going to be in town. I'm going to go see them. That's for sure. Love them. Yeah. Wallace and Walter Scott. Now, they started out with five. You know, now they only have three. Lavelle. Lavelle Degree. He's the tall brother in the middle, you know. Um, Marcus Hudson, Gordy Harmon, and Nicholas Caldwell. Nicholas Caldwell. Nicholas was their choreographer. The dance moved. Nicholas was smooth. The latter part of his uh, time, his, he had congestive heart failure. That's what he died from. Marcus Hudson died from cancer, and Gordy Harmon died from cancer. They never replaced any of them. They didn't replace them. They just, you know, yeah. Outstanding group out of L.A., out of Los Angeles, California. They formed in, in uh, L.A. 63, 1963. Yeah. 60 years, 80 years old now, the whispers. So I hope you, en- if you didn't enjoy it, hey, I did. <laughs> in fact, family, I went to hear the whispers at uh, at the casino in Milwaukee, Pottawatomie Casino in there, little lounge area thing, you know. And so uh, my, my best friend, he was working there, so he got me in, so I really didn't have a seat. So I was just going from here to there, and I'm up. And then, <laughs> then uh, they played that, that song, Welcome Me to My Dream. You know, it's a song that um, was made by Grady, uh, Grady Wilkins. And uh, Grady Wilkins was there music director and producer 
keyboardist, you know. And he died in December of 2013. And so, and so they introduced him. They're going to play the song. And so Grady, Grady Wilkins came out. I, I didn't know. But it became my favorite song after hearing it, uh, visiting my best friend here in Atlanta. I had um, a cassette thing, and I had some dr- best of the dramatics. Best of the dramatics. Always on my mind, but the best of the whispers. And that song came on. I said, this is a beautiful song. I mean, this is a beautiful song. And I hope that you enjoyed it because it truly is, you know. And so. Once again, I apologize, family. And so (laughs) they introduced Grady, their music director and so forth. He came out and he sung that. And 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 to my surprise, you know, when sometimes when you're surprised, you kind of yell out, right? Yeah. I yell out and said, ah, that's my song. <laughs> Everybody turned around and looked at me like, I was like, yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's my song. <laughs> it is a beautiful song. And Wet My Feet was one of the first, you know, whisper cuts that I really enjoyed. There's some other political ones that they had back then, too. That was outstanding. I enjoyed. So we're going to get back to what we're talking about. And you can join this conversation by dialing 215-490-9832. Okay. In dealing with the issue we're talking about of culture and why it's so vitally important. Because see, some of us don't understand that we think that we can deeply influence the culture of Europeans and have them treat us with some respect, treat us with some dignity, treat us with some fairness. That's not going to happen, family. It's not going to happen. It's It's not designed like that. If I want to subjugate somebody, I don't want their culture. I don't want their mores. I don't want their ways of doing things. I want mine. And and I want them to accept mine. You know, that's the problem. I want them to accept my way. It's either my way or the highway. That's the mindset of the European, isn't it? You know? And so, family, please understand that we have to get back to what is ours. We have to control what is ours. That's why, in the book Identity of Baba Baruti, that the section on culture is vitally important that it's understood all the things that it is about and what it is not. Because our culture helps motivate, inspire, and guide us. The European culture has alienated us. We have accepted 
the subculture of it and how we behave and act in it. And a lot of times it's to our detriment because it instills self-hatred. So when we do what we do to ourselves, and, and so there are some of us uh, who look at the crime situation, us killing each other, when they look at Chicago on those four-day, five-day weekends, and, and, it, and it's been this way for years. You have, you know, starting maybe Thursday or starting Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever. You know, 30, 40, 50, 60 shot. You know, 5, 10, 15, 20 dead. That's our culture. That's what they like to, that's what they like to impose. That's what, that's, a, that's what they want us to think and they want everybody else to think. Because look at when people come here, even Africans, even Caribbeans. We're targeted. We're targeted. They come into our community, the Indians, the Koreans, whoever else comes into our community, the Arabs and sell to us. There are some communities and cities, decent size, where we don't run our damn thing. In this, in this community here in Atlanta, we don't have a supermarket. In this community of Atlanta, over in the metropolitan area of six million people, we don't have a supermarket. We got one, I remember reading about it, I can't remember what county it was in, a, a, a brother and his wife had a, a service station convenience store. We don't have one in the city of Atlanta. There's not even where I live. I'm quite sure there are some cleaners, but in the vicinity of where I live, I don't know how far I would have to drive because you know, I do that. I'll do that. In Milwaukee, I would drive before. There used to be a lot of brothers and sisters that had service stations and convenience stores. There's only one. And from where I live, not where I live, from where I usually stay in Atlanta, even where I lived, I would drive there miles to patronize her. I would do it. And when I come into town in Milwaukee, I would do that. I would go to that service station, talk with her, buy a lottery ticket, hopefully win and be on TV together. But there's none in the city of, Atl in the city of Atlanta. It's like that in many other places, family. There is nowhere, I repeat, there is nowhere that, be, that could be compared to what happened at the turn of the last century in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Black Wall Street. 
where we own practically everything within that community. Businesses where that can provide jobs for our people and our and our young people. Multiple types of businesses. Not just what we have here today, barbershops and beauty salons. Because we don't own, we, they, I don't even know if we have a beauty supply. I believe that we do here in Atlanta. I don't think we do anymore in Milwaukee. Where there's a beauty supply store. They come here. They come here and 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 they run it. They come here and they run it. They're they're given instructions that you can go there. You know, you can go to that community and 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 you can, you know, you can thrive. You can thrive. You know. It's 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 depressing. It's depressing. It really is, family. You know. Let me take some calls. Four oh four. Good afternoon, Sister Idea. How are you? I'm blessed. Good afternoon, Baba Oshi. So don't be depressed. Uh, there is a, there's some things going on, and there's a lot of great people such as yourself, um, that are here. I wanted to mention that we have a fruit and veggie. We do have a like a market, and uh, it's right there on um, Campbellton Road. On Campbellton Road? Yeah, the low. Yeah, I've mentioned oh, it before. Oh, African yeah. African brothers. Yeah, yeah, I've so been, I've and been and in there. It's an excellent. Yeah, yeah I've been in there. it's an excellent place. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm, they got fruits and yeah, vegetables. Yeah, it's right there on Campbellton Road, right across the street from the, from the, I know where it is. On the low, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and they have things, you know, what mm-hmm. you need for cleaning supplies and mm-hmm. uh, have all the vitamins and minerals. And it's, it's like it's, it's, a, it's a little supermarket, and we can expand. We, you know, we all need to support it and expand it. I, I mean, because we have agree. area there that it that, it, that mm-hmm. it can grow. And so that's good. And then they have, um, there is a, a black, because uh, I live in the southwest Atlanta side on Cascade, and there is mm-hmm. a, a black-owned gas station that's um, on Cascade near the 285. And I recall Where? that one being... Yeah. There's a, on Cascade? Yeah. I live on Cascade. Yeah, I'm in the southwest Atlanta side near yes, the 285. Yes, me too. Well, near to, I'm, I'm, near, I'm near where um, Cascade West begins. At right? the West End. I'm not far from... I'm yeah, not I'm in, in the, the West End, but I'm far. So you live... So now, who? where's this gas station? Yeah, it was, it was um, on the two eighty five near the two eighty five on um, Cascade near the, the you know the two eighty five entry. Uh-huh. And there's another one that's in Atlanta Parkway. I mean, it was on um, it's uh, it's near where um, when we had the restaurant. You know, when we had the restaurant with um, okay, excuse me, one little second, honey, just close up a second. Okay. Yeah, I probably, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm at work. Yeah, but uh, you know, we had a, we had a great, you know, we had our great restaurant over there. Um, us lifting us. Okay. Oh. Oh. Restaurant. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. 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 Near. Yeah. Yeah. It was right near the main street that was there. 
And so yeah, we that's, on, that's, some, on Sylvan, uh, that's on Sylvan Road. And so I'm, I'm, I'm saying directly, even the, the service station that you mentioned on Cascade, I know that I've traveled that road many, many, many times, and I know there's a BP, there's a, uh, what you call across the street from there, uh, mm -hmm. up the street from there, there's another yes. uh, Amoco service yes, station. Going toward Kroger's, going toward Kroger's. Is, is that the one by Kroger's? It's across the street from Kroger's. Okay, okay, I'm going to go check them out then and see what's happening. Yeah, you know, they got they have like a furniture store that's right, right there exactly, too. exactly. And um, that's right, that's that's know, that's before you get to 285. So I'm going to mm -hmm. inquire, I'm going to inquire because if they are, and I mean, you know, I, the Greenbrier Mall, they have, um, you know, there's I mean, there's some great uh cultural stores we have like Jen's Watch, she's in Greenbrier Mall. That's oh, something yeah. she's oh, yeah. in Greenbrier. I mean she may not own the, the Greenbrier Mall, but let's look at Sister Margaret that's over there in West End. She owns that whole lot. You know, she has you know, you you are familiar with um uh Sister Margaret that has um the uh the market I mean she has like the the, the great store that's right there. Across the street from the West End Mall. Mm -mm. No, not familiar. Oh, you, you got to know Sister Margaret, and it's she's called, across. Uh, it's, it's across street. It's across street. Is is it's on Abernathy? It's on Lee Street. It's on, it's Lee, on street. Lee Street. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's an icon because they have all. She has, I, mean, I know Afrocentric. I mean, she owns that old that Afrocentric network. Yeah, Afrocentric, of course. Yes, yeah, Afrocentric. Yeah, so there's some great things that we have yeah. here. There, and she owns it. She owns that shop. Right. She owns that block. There's a cleaner there. Right around the corner. There's a cleaner's there. No, there was. Is there? There's a cleaner's there on that side road. Huh? I know there was a repair shop there. Well, I'm gonna go in. Yeah, I'm gonna go check it out. Shop and then, uh, I mean, it's, and the the per the guy does, uh, you know, he does all the alterations. And right. then there's right. a there's a uh, unfortunately there's a a nail salon. But unfortunately, I don't mm -hmm. know why they. Have well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check that out because before I say something like that, I, I appreciate this. Uh, you know, we got a lot of things. We got the, because, it's a lot of things that we me, have going on. There's a lot of schools here, you know, because you know. Um, Baba Baruti, they they have their their great school, even though it, I mean it's online. AI Institute with uh, Wakessa and then yeah. uh, the the uh, the uh, Sister Amanada has uh, Kilambo. So we got a lot of institutions that we're building and, and people working to do that. Uh, and so um, and I think that that Black Wall Street it has a lot of potential. I mean after. Uh, you know, we're coming to do, you know, they're the working to do it, and we got to just keep supporting and building it. I agree. The, the African Wall Street. I mean, because that's a good concept, I, the African for Black Wall Street. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the, one of the problems that I've, I've, I've said about Black about Black Wall Street, and I wish that they had got the funding totally to complete it. Yes, I do. Right. You know, to, mm -hmm. to complete it, you know. So when it opened, yeah. it was ready to go, and you could have put, put publicize that within Charlotte, all the cities that are surrounding or close to it, you know, Nashville, mm -hmm. all of them, and, and invite them down and so forth. Although, although, we have enough of us in yeah, this area. We have enough, we have enough of us to, to right. you know, keep Black Wall Street afloat 
and, and keep it thriving yeah, going. And, and we can have it thriving. Yes. You know, all of us. We, we, you know, we really do. But I feel like we got to support it. Yeah. And, you know. I agree. And not to mention just the plethora of all the restaurants yeah. we have. I mean, we got all right. kind of. Yeah, but see, even, cause see, they were supposed to, they was, they were supposed to put, they were supposed to businesses, facilities, they, raw food, yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they were All supposed the to market. put a supermarket in there, and unfortunately, that didn't happen. And so, last time I was in there, that's where the food vendors were. They had the food vendors way back in the back in that quarter. They don't have that now. Uh, they do have some pop-up shops. Brother uh, Sajafo, he has his, uh, Saj has his, you know, Timbuktu oh, jewelry okay. and artwork thing going on there but i mean the the idea was great and i i just wish that that's what would happen uh the mama's yeah we just make it we'll make it great open. we just keep making it great well that's what we got and do. then what about the black the sign of the black madonna now they own their property and there's a church there there's a school there there's a cultural center there right you know they have a, a and because they own know, it like they open park. up and because they own it they open up periodically so it's not open all the time you know and because mm-hmm. of COVID. That that kind of prevented from being as strong as it, it could and should be. So, but yeah, I mean, I, well, the black the song of Black Madonna has been an icon for the community for decades. Oh yeah, and you know they did close down with when with the COVID a little bit. They're opening back up, and you know they mm-hmm. have their sessions, they have their culture, yeah. and they have an awesome bookstore, and they have a school in the yard, and so that and you know they're very supportive of the community. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of uh, events there, so that that's something we own. And then right across the street is um, Soul Vegetarian Restaurant that's been there for decades. Yeah, right. And they own that. They have a cultural center there. They have a wonderful restaurant, including they do things with the community. So I think that you know we we do have some institutions, and and we we can just build more of them. I mean, and they have you know in here, you know they have the HBCUs that are right here. And uh, I think Mama Namata has mentioned about the, the brother, you know, opening up Morris Brown because that was African-centered, African-owned. Mm-hmm. And the, um, Mama Namata is this genius, you know, the president of the school. And so they're opening it up to, um, you know, it's gotten accredited. accredited, And, right. as, you know, they're actually well, it's going to be interesting to see. Us people. So right. it's pretty, we've got a lot of things going. That's going to be. That's and I think we've got to support them and keep going. I agree. I think that's going to be interesting. And hopefully that that. That will happen. A number of our, 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 our young people will attend Morris Brown. They got their accreditation back. It hasn't happened right, yet, but right. we'll see. We'll see. Thank you, my and dear. And was there. Okay. CACU. So, yeah. yes, I wanted to be uplifted, and we just keep on working and striving because I we're doing you. a lot. And it's a, but I, you're right, though. We got you got to encourage us. We got to keep doing yeah. more and keep supporting and right. keep building and keep growing and just knowing, you know, what well, an awesome people we are. Well, I'm going you know, to. I'm going to check out some. Enemy, but you know, we have to yeah. pass well, I'm going to. I'm going to check out what you were saying about the service station and the cleaners. You know, because those things. See, that's the thing. But there's the cleaners right there now. You know, now thing, there's the cleaners right. I, I go to a cleaners that's right there on Campbellton Road, and uh, let's see, it's Campbellton. It's right on Campbellton, and uh, it's it's right. Uh, it's it. The sister's been there for years. It's, it's she's also been there for years? Well, yeah, she's been there for years. Yeah, you, that's who I go to. She's there right It's a great cleaner. I mean, it's great. Well, I mean, and if, you, if, you, if you patronize her, get her information so we can promote her on the program. She is awesome, yes. yes. I mean, she's got a see, cleaner. She's got a black cleaner. She's had it for years. And she's right there, right in that area on um, 
yeah, right on that area, right off Campbellton when you're going because down. Because these services when you come up, um, that, that, that even though these are things that we do, we would love, especially if, if uh, their prices are competitive or in the oh, same ballpark. And, and more care. importantly, great mo- and great care. Right, and more great. importantly, their services, services are on a par. Yeah. So that's what we need. All right, my dear. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Peace, All my right. sister. Abibi Fordia. Abibi Fordia. Abibi Fordia. All right. 469, 469. Good afternoon. Uh, hey, Brother O.C., how are you today? I'm doing well, brother. How you been, man? I've I, been doing fine. You you went down to Jackson, didn't you? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. I went I down to Jackson was. at the uh, the summit, the Power Summit that they had there, 7th Annual, at Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. On that Saturday, uh, the, the um, conference was basically at Tougaloo College and uh, had a number of people in the main – driver of the conference, of course, is the um, Geronimo Pratt Gun Club, you know. Right, right. And uh, it was, right. I tell you, it was it was a good, it was good. I'm, I'm so glad I went. I really am. The, the, the Do they have anything city. online um, that yeah. for folk who didn't go there? Right, well, to? well, yeah, um, Time for an Awakening. It was on Time for an Awakening. Brother Elliot okay. and uh, Brother Richard and, and myself we were there on time for an awakening, so we did. Uh, some of the presentations were broadcast on time for an awakening. There were a couple of interviews. We were going to about to interview um, Judge Joe Brown had just made a presentation, but had some conflicts, so uh, that didn't happen. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. I have to mm-hmm. tap into it. Getting yeah. back to the subject that the lady, the sister who just got off prior to my call in the end. And that's good that she's informing people as to what's going on. But here's the problem. Finding a black-owned business should be as easy as it is to find a black church. (laughs) Damn, Kevin, that was good. (laughs) I mean, we've got churches up on churches up on churches. But then to find a black business is like that haystack needle. Yeah. That's backwards. It is. And, you That's know, very backwards. Especially when you live in a city and it's, you know, not predominant, but there's a good percentage of us in it, a very good percentage. Here in Atlanta, well, of course, the city of Atlanta, we're about 40%. The, the uh, county when uh, when Atlanta is, is in five different counties, even in that, of six million people, of six million, two million people are us. A third is us. Yeah. That's a lot of us. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of us. Yeah, that's, that is a misteaching right there. Mm-hmm. If you're supposed to be learning how to cultivate yourself into being gods and goddesses, then, and you don't have the uh, worth it all to have grocery stores and stores that will provide the goods and services for your people. Mm-hmm. That is not, that's the misteaching that's going on. Right. There. And you're right. You know, the the most heathenistic people who I can see who who's around, they provide goods and service for their people. Mm-hmm. You can go into, you can go into uh, 
a community that is predominantly white and you have a small segment of blacks, if you go into a city of whites, and I'll just give an example. I'll just say if it's 10,000 people Mm -hmm. and you've got 300 black folk in that town, I guarantee you, you're going to have five, six, eight, ten churches. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our thinking, we, we have to correct our thinking. We, we can't pray our way out of this. Praying is good, and I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm against that and I'm not for it. I am. But once you get through praying, something has to be done mm-hmm. to show that you're really learning the real message. Right, that you're putting so, action, you're putting physical action to making things happen. That's you right. Know, and before of, integration, we had a lot of those things. We didn't have a choice but to do them. Right. I understand that in Detroit at one time, there was like three or five black-owned hospitals. You know, I, I heard that. I, mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't verify that, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't surprise me. And now you can't find you can't find black hospitals anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right, you can't. You can't. There's not that, one here. There's not one here. I mean, you know, they talk about Atlanta like it's all that, like it's Wakanda. Atlanta ain't no damn Wakanda. No, it's you know? not. And they know Wakanda's you know, here in America for black folks. Not you know? at all. Not at all. But anyway, I'm going to get out of your ear and allow some other folks. It's good talking to you, brother. Oh, you too, man. How have you been otherwise, okay? Man, I've been all right, man. I was back and forth between Houston and Tulsa. Right, okay. Most of my time now is in Houston. Right. So, uh, yeah. All right, then, brother. Well, let me get out of your ear. Okay, thanks. And you take care and be strong. You too. Thanks, Kevin. Take care, brother. Peace. All right, bye-bye. Brother Paul, Brother Paul, how you doing, man? Yeah, good off, good morning to you, Baba Ochi. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good, good to hear you. Very good as a and uh, you know, good morning to all the callers, Baba Ochi. You know, um, culture. You, this is a subject you brought yes. up before. Yes. And um, and I, I just want to credit you for bringing it up again. You know. Culture, I mean, you, you're born, you yourself, you're an elder, and you're born in America. Um, so you, you have the, um, you, you, classi- you classify yourself as an African. Many may not, but you have an African-American culture. Um, my, my culture, I was born in England. I, I told you before, my parents came from Jamaica. Right. And when, when I'm thinking about what you're saying, born in England... Um, born in the East London, my um, Jamaican culture, who my parents brought, for instance, part of that Jamaican culture is every Sunday when we were young, we cooked rice and peas. Now, okay. I, 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 would, I, would, I would say that every Jamaican, anywhere they are on the planet, on a Sunday, they would cook rice and peas anywhere. And it's only as I get older, um, you know, many times I was fed up with that. I didn't want to eat that. I didn't, to be honest with you, but that was part of that culture. And and I, and I actually fought in the house and the state I lived. I actually believe when I was young that it, there's a particular way your parents cook it with coconut 
oil and um, other things they put in it and it's a particular smell very sweet smell and mm -hmm. as i walked about i could always tell uh, which i thought at the time they were jamaican they came from jamaica but remember we've got people who come from st lucia barbados etc mm -hmm. etc right. et but in in my young mind i just thought all black people were um, jamaican came from, from okay. jamaica you know what i mean when i was young mm -hmm. you know but that that was that was a very cementing um binding thing that that the food what i'm saying is this Ochi, we we when i was listening to you i was thinking as people who come from the african continent however you want to describe yourself we have an amazing amazing culmination of cultures amazing it's just so amazing and um uh, you know, we, 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 we um, sometimes I don't think we appreciate what we have, the, the magnitude and the magnificence of what we really have. You know, I'll give you an example of what I'm trying to say to you, Baba Ochi. Okay. I, I, um, I collect like African um, from not so much now, but I did a lot of masks. I had this okay. affiliation oh. with African masks, okay. you know, and other things and I, I i used to buy them whenever i saw them whatever mm -hmm. i collected quite a few of them and then one time um this this lady uh this lady from bob um uh, nigeria she was in some problems with her business and she wanted me to give her some advice so she I, she came to my house and she saw the mask on the <laughs> she saw some of the masks on the wall and she asked me why have i got them there you know what i mean which i was kind of shocked bearing in mind she's from nigeria born in nigeria live in england uh, but she, she 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 was a christian by the way okay she didn't love them and what she said to me which i found astonishing she said her ex-husband used to have things like this and practice um black magic that's what she said to me mm. I, I was I was just so shocked yeah <laughs> what's coming at this woman's mouth yeah you know what I mean? yeah you know almost suggesting the reason why i've got them is because I'm practicing something, what you know. So I had to explain to her because I, I know a lot about them, uh, where they the history about why I've got them and why I keep them and the you know the reasons. Yeah, and she had no idea. This is a woman from the African continent. She had no idea what I was even talking about. Mm -hmm. And do you know what? I sometimes because, I, I, I think of, because because. She had immersed herself in the alien culture of Europeans, of the British. Absolutely. And, 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 Absolutely. And, and she was alienated from her culture. See? And so she, yeah. she, just like many of us here in the States and other parts, we develop yes. a subculture of the dominant culture because we're alienated from it. And so we behave in ways that, you know, in fact, we've been trained to hate African, just like she was. She said, these masks, this is evil. This is, you know, why do you got yeah. these things here, you know? Absolutely. And so, which, was, which was very surprising for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> to hear it come out of my mouth, even. And you know that point you've just raised, right? That subculture. I, I think um, that subculture you talk about, I think it's necessary. I do think it's necessary because because we're in we're in uh, other we're in another culture we mix with other cultures it's necessary in order for us to survive i think culture um from what listening to what you were saying i think culture cannot be stagnant it can't be 
as is, it has to evolve for it to survive, just like language. Language has to, um, you have to introduce new words, new dialects, new quotations for it to survive, or it just becomes outdated. It does, you know, what I mean is this. I studied in school English literature. Now, if you, if we, if you hear English literature today, you wouldn't recognize it. Ye. They use words like ye. No one uses ye today. And mm. um, in Jamaica, for instance, we say, we say tree. It, from the number three, they say tree. And in Ireland, they do the same thing. They say tree. Instead of three, pronounce it throat. They say tree. Okay. Yeah? Now, that is the same as uh, Old English tree that's okay. so that's that's remained the same in certain cultures point i'm trying to make is is that it's necessary to adapt to for it to evolve culture has to evolve. well if you if so it, if you're in a, if, i'm sorry uh, you broke up on me paul go ahead make, make, make your point. Yeah, sorry, sorry, what i'm saying that subculture what you talk about um is necessary for for culture to evolve to be useful in the time you're living in or or or, or the, wherever you're living it's useful but it should not that's it should not um that that adaptation shouldn't um override your your presets mm -hmm. the, the how your yeah. preset right you, you shouldn't override that but unfortunately unless you have a application system as opposed to an education system an education system an education system in america or wherever is going to be based on the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants idea of life. Because it, even if you've got black teachers or African-American teachers, whatever, yeah. the curriculum is yeah. still going to be based on the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yeah. You know they, they're going to be teaching yeah. English, for instance. Yeah. And that, that, and that, that is, is, that's the same even on the African continent. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same. Yes, it is. You know, you know it's the same. No, brother, Brother Herb said something. He, he was he was saying that, and I know the video he's talking about. He was saying that there, it was in Kenya where they were they were um, celebrating Afrocentric, um, um, you know, culture. And he, he he you know he it was like wow you know why? But the thing is right, as much as we've been opposed upon in the West in Africa through colonialism, they've been opposed on just equally as just as much. No doubt. Just as much. No doubt. Absolutely. And I think we really no. need to acknowledge that because Listen. we hear Africans come, um, we think because they've come from the continent, they have, but they have been imposed upon through their Hundreds economic of years. system. Listen, listen, Paul, I read periodically, maybe you don't hear it enough because uh, uh, I do it at pretty much after I've gone through those announcements and so forth and so on. I read this piece by Lord Macaulay of England when he talks about yeah. he has you know, span the breadth and width of Africa and nowhere has he seen a beggar. Nowhere has he, he said, these beautiful people, da, da, da. He said, I never thought that we could conquer them, but they did, because why? They, they conquered us culturally. They said our culture was strong, education was strong, so we gotta replace it, their old culture, with this new um, English, British, and that is to degrade and demean whatever they had to make them Absolutely. make them want this more modern or this something different, this European culture, and that's what happened. Europeans imposed their culture on other people, 
on other societies. Europeans came here to this hemisphere and eliminated indigenous people, eliminated their traditions, eliminated their customs, eliminated religion, and so forth, and imposed European culture and traditions on them. And that's what has happened to us on the continent. That's what we have been immersed in here. And, and basically what I'm, what I'm saying today and Friday, nothing is greater and more important than to embrace African culture. Now you, when you embrace it, you can modify it because of your environment, but your root, your core is embracing African culture. That is mine. And, 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 and to me, uh, I reject, I reject what Europeans have done. In fact, I fucking, excuse me, I hate what they have done because they have made us believe that who and what we are is inferior, made us reject our culture and to embrace theirs. And culture is serious. Culture is the, culture is the way that we do. Culture is everything. It is everything. And so um, we have to embrace it and to change because by doing so, you automatically begin to think differently. You, you, you begin to step outside of the imposed boundaries that Europeans have placed upon us and you look at them, not that you want to change them, to hell with them. They are who they are and there ain't a damn thing that we can do about it. We need to change Bob us. Bobochi, Bob, Bob, yes. Bob can I just add to that? Bobochi, um, Mama, um, Mama, how do you pronounce it? Mabuntu? Mama Nabantu, yes. Mama Nabantu. Yeah. I think, and she said it before, and I, I, I kind of agree with her. Um, I say it again, I reiterate it again. Um, our culture, we do have our culture in place. We do. We have a, we have a preset. On the computer, when you set up a computer system, you've got something, um, they put a chip in it called a BIOS chip. I don't know if you're f familiar with that term, B-I-O-S, yeah? No, I'm not. And the, bi the BIOS chip, right, is the chip, the preset. What it, what's in the bias chip is a program which um, allows it to recognize the keyboard. It allows it to okay. recognize the screen, and it allows oh. it to recognize the different peripherals, whether it's a laptop or a desktop. It, it that's programmed before you put any operating system. Oh wow, on it. that's that's uh, vital. That's key. Right. So this is yeah. what I'm trying to say to you. Right? So, okay. So that that's they call that the BIOS. So any any system you set up, you need a BIOS. It doesn't matter what it is. You you need a, a set of instructions which um, presets. It tells the device what it is. Yeah. Then the second stage is the operating system. Mm -hmm. You can have different. Yeah. The operating system like Windows, um, Linux, or whatever operating system you put on it. Yeah, and the operating system has to recognize the bar. So the culture is like the operating system, mm -hmm. right? Yes. But in our, what we got to understand in our DNA, in our DNA is the BIOS. It is. It's there. Um, it doesn't matter how white we want to be or what we want to be. The BIOS is still there. But because of the um, indoctrination called education, we we're taught to shut down that bias, shut down our um, our that internal bias, that internal pre-program. But it comes out, 
and what, what comes to mind if you think about soul music the music you're playing the soul music that's how it interprets itself if you think about i i'm i'm as much as people talk against hip-hop i don't talk against his pop like that because i'm a child of hip-hop okay i grew up hip-hop i'm i i, I love hip-hop uh, you, you know what I mean? I, I've studied all the facets of hip-hop. I brought hip-hop when I was in New York to here as breakbeats. One of my one of my favorite was African Bambata, although now he, he's, he's a bit with all these problems. Right. Yeah, but he's a little it, controversial. Well, yeah, then, but yeah. The, before that, yeah. before that, I, I got a signed album from him. I got pictures with him when he came to yeah. the UK. I was so into that hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Um, hip-hop, for me, was an expression of that African culture. Mm-hmm. That... that being able to try, you know, it for me, I listen to people, oh, it's the music. I don't agree with what they say because I lived it. I grew up in it. Um, my brother, um, through, through the through the artwork, became one of the best um, graphic designers, and that was through our old stand of hip-hop because we done graffiti. We done those things. Right. You know what I mean? He... You know, so I don't, I don't, I, I don't listen. I don't really accept what people say about it. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is that is an expression of our culture. That is just another expression of our culture, mm-hmm. and the music forms are. Exp- so for me personally, we've got a beautiful, but the, what we really haven't got. But let me say this about that, because as you're saying this, brother Paul, as you're saying this, I, and, and I've been on the planet for over seventy years. And and I remember first starting to listen to hip hop in the eighties or yeah. rap or rap. And yeah. then how it evolved and how it was taken over uh with oh, gangster rap, you know, and then how some other things that begin to happen in it. And I said to myself, you know, this is unfortunate because it could have been something that would help young people to embrace our culture because rap comes out of us but it's you know it's part of the alien culture that we have established because we don't have african culture here we don't we have american africans operating in a subculture and and many of us you know don't want african culture that's just a fact because we've been trained to hate it but listen i want to catch some other folks before i run out of time brother paul okay you hang on please Okay, thank you. Six four six J, what's up? Hey, OC, what's happening, man? I'm just listening to the to the show, enjoying your participation <laughs> and wordsmithism, okay. and um, just basically enjoying, you know, what you what you do, man. Okay, you well, know, I appreciate that, all. brother. I, I really do, Other Jay. than that, man, how, how have you been? I've been well. I've been well, family. I've been well, you know. Um, so. The good thing is that we can see that the white man isn't worthy of nothing other than being a robber baron, a yeah. thief, a liar, a murderer, yeah. a no-good, dirty dog. I mean, in all honesty, what Good have the white man ever gave to the world, in all honesty. He's the, I would suppose, the original liar, murderer, thief, rapist. I mean, yeah, well, anything well, that is again, not human it, is the white yeah, man. If, if, if you analyze it and look at it and look at 
look at not uh, uh, ancient or, or so-called their class, but if you look at most recent, within the last five, six hundred years, here's been the worst thing that happened to this planet by far. His mindset, his demented, selfish, greedy nature has been detrimental to human beings and not only human beings, but nature itself on this planet. They are the yeah, ones, they I, are, I, I, they are I mean, the main contributors to what we now are experiencing, climate change. They are the ones. Now, granted, they, they, they did this. They started the Industrial Revolution and everybody was trying to kick in on it. And so some of the greatest polluters uh, are India and, and, and China. But still, they are the ones that initiated this madness. In fact, in fact, their own scientists said, stop this shit. Because if you don't stop this, there's going to be some serious problems 30, 40 years from now. I read that in 1980. And, they, and what did they do? Well, the first thing Ronald Reagan did when he got into the White House in 1980 was take the solar panels that Jimmy Carter had put up and then cut deals with the oil people. In fact, the oil people bought out solar and wind to suppress it until it gained its, uh, its own footing again. So what? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. Let me let me take a let me let me get Irv in this conversation before we run out of time. Oh, please do. Okay. Four 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 three four four three. Good afternoon, Baba Oshi, What's brother up? Paul, and <laughs> brother Jay. Baba Oshi, breaking news! Breaking news! I just saw this on the internet. France is pulling her troops out of Niger awesome. and pulling her ambassador out of Niger. All right. And, they, wow. and this is what they're stating, that Niger doesn't want to fight terrorism. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the European is that the French are the terrorists. <laughs> they're the damn terrorists. The British are the terrorists. <laughs> so, 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 uh, so, eventually, you know, Russia, Russian Putin made a statement and said, Africa is never going to forget the colonization that France did to them because the, the, the Olympic Games are going to be in Paris. Uh, oh, that's everybody's right. running. Yeah, right. They're going to be in Paris that's coming right. up. And, and nobody is saying anything about the, the colonized countries they have in Africa. Right. They're talking about the, the diversion is to watch this girl run and watch this black right. guy run. But I'm not watching those games, I'm not supporting any of that. Um, what Paul was talking about to me was the bios i understand the bios in the computer but what he what i wanted to say to him was we need to uninstall this operating system that we're working under yeah. and, and reinstall an african-centered yes. operating yeah. system and, 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 we're, and, and, that's, and let's be clear because paul said something one time that that, that I, I listened to him and I, I don't know if that's what he meant to say but he said it we are not romantic about we don't have a romanticism with Africa. In other words, we don't think that you go to Africa and everybody, thank you, brother, great to come back, good to see you. We 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 know they're not going to say that because they've been colonized just like we have been yeah, to yeah. not love ourselves, to not like anything African. So we understand that we all have to go through a process of uninstalling this program right. we got going on, brother. It's a re-African. We don't love ourselves. It's a re-Africanization. It's a re-Africanization program. 
and there that's why go. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. It's part of that reafricanization <laughs> program. Believe I me. I love it. <laughs> Believe me. I love it. Oh, thank man, it's one o'clock. Call, brother. No, thank you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's one o'clock. Brother Paul? Yeah, no, absolutely. We do. That's right. We, 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 uh, we, we have to africate ourselves. We have to remove. Right. I know this sounds big, but, but I have to say it like this. Education, education is a problem. As much as we sell our children into this education, right. it's a big problem. Right. We, we've got a lot of educated people who are absolutely useless, useless. to the yep. African world. Yes. You yep. understand? So what I'm saying is we've got to, we got to, we got to get rid of this idea of education and start africating our, ourselves. And just like Brother Irv said, that means what it means is that we got to remove this operating system of education and replace it with mm-hmm. the Africanization of ourselves. So, at okay. the core of our intentions, we have that African mind. I want to say one last thing. One of your callers talked about church, the church, and he so diplomatically and kindly says he doesn't want to knock the church. So he doesn't want to, but I'm going to knock the church. Because <laughs> my, 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 my parents have grown up in that church, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to offend a lot of people. The church and Christianity is the biggest brainwashing, dumbing down of a people ever in history. Yes. And we have into this dumbed yes. down thing and unfortunately most of us are dumbed down yes. today in 2023 i'm sorry i'm i make no apologies for it the church and the dumbing down of our people should be yeah. a crime because walking around today still talking about jesus and this and that in, look, I see them when I walk up the high street, all African women, mainly women, shouting Jesus. It looks crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> African women, nobody else shouting yeah. Jesus, Jesus, yeah, coming no. on the bus, shouting Jesus, Jesus, like they're out of their damn minds. Well, see, I'm that's just you, like, man. Paul, that's just like you said, you know, when the lady came to your house and you collect African mass from various other African societies and very other African nations and, and yet she came in and she said what is this and she was talking about this is this is part of you know evil this is part of you know other kind of worship you know and it's just like you know it's just like Vodun or voodoo that's nothing evil it's ancestor worship you know but anyway voodoo means to bring the truth forth that's what that's it means right. to bring the truth forth yep so listen, guys, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I hope to see you guys on Wednesday. You guys have a blessed and wonderful day. I got I to gotta go. I got a doctor's appointment. So, uh, All right. All right, family. Peace. Peace, Thanks family. for your time. Thank you. All Thank right. You. Love you, brother. Love you guys, too. Peace, peace family. Yeah.